is this thing still on? It's been a while. This show's been on hiatus for a couple of months. I told you that Doug and I were going to put something together, the likes of which you had not ever seen before, and I still plan to do that. But it's not going to happen in the immediate future because I've got bigger things on my plate right now. So what I wanted to do was, well, something. And uh, Doug and I started talking, and he said, hey, um... Hey, remember the Deeper Thought podcast you did a couple of years ago? Doug and I decided that we could go through some of those episodes. Over the next several weeks, several months, you're going to get access to what you previously weren't able to. Hopefully, this little provocation will help you sell something that you haven't sold before. And uh, stay tuned for these episodes as they drop week over week. I think you're going to take something away from them. I know you're going to be entertained by them. And uh, I just, I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. Most salespeople are not willing to do the hard work necessary to make the selling part easy. Jeffrey Gittimer said that in the Little Red Book of Selling, but what does that hard work look like? Today on the Rethink the Way You Sell podcast, I'm going to show you and then I'm going to help you do it. Are you ready? My name's Jeff Bajoric, and my career in sales has been a hell of a ride. If you prefer to sell things at a premium, if you never want to win a deal on price, rethink the way you sell. Welcome back to the show. My name is Jeff Bajoric. I'm your host, and I'm here to help you rethink the way you sell. Last episode, I talked about prospecting cadences. And I showed you that you're probably not reaching out often enough or long enough to get the attention of your prospects. Today, I want to talk about what you're supposed to say in those cadences, right? Because selling should not be an improv exercise. When you try every single day to come up with something out of thin air and then try it to and, and use it on your prospects, it's not your best work. You know it's not your best work. There needs to be some practice. There needs to be some repetition. There needs to be a level of comfort with what you're talking about and how you're talking about it. If you're going to be effective. Now, what you'll find over time is that once you know those talk tracks and once they're rehearsed, yeah, you can have a little fun with them. You can say them a little differently. You can play with them, tweak them a little bit, but you don't want to start from the ground up as an improv exercise. What's really funny and actually ironic is how long it has taken me to record this episode. I've been working on this for entirely too long. These episodes, if you don't know, some of you have, have talked to and, and understand this, but I record these live. Like, it's one take, one take all the way through. Like, you get me in this state of mind in this moment right now every time. It's only, you know, 10, 12 minutes. I mean, how, how hard could it be? Well, apparently uh, difficult in the case of this episode. I've got my notes. I've got the points I want to hit. But for some reason, it's just not clicking today. And so I'm getting after it. I'm dogged. I'm going to get this done. You're hearing the final product right now. But some days it's easier than others. Some days it's better than others. And quite frankly, I have the luxury of just pressing stop, starting over, and re-recording. You don't have that luxury with your prospects. You can't do it. So what you want to do is create a menu for yourself, right? You want to give yourself the options. Some people like to formalize it and put it into a playbook, do this, then that, then the other thing. I like to create this menu so that you have some additional bandwidth to work with uh, when you're choosing how you want to continue to approach your prospects. So the reason that so many of you don't reach out often enough or long enough is because you don't have that menu. We're going to create that today. 
So I also want to harken back a little bit to um, Jeffrey Gittimer. And, and I mentioned him at the top of the episode. Most salespeople aren't willing to do the hard work necessary to make the selling part easy. That was from the Little Red Book of Selling. Another concept that was just so valuable that I took from that book was this idea of power questions. And Jeffrey calls a power question a question that makes your prospects stop, think, and consider new information, and answer in terms of you. So why am I talking about questions? Aren't we talking about prospecting? Aren't questions for discovery? Jeff, we're supposed to be making statements, right? Wrong. You're making statements. You're pulling someone else's language. Marketing gave you this language. You pulled bullet points off of the website. You're making statements in messages to your prospect, hoping that it's exactly the right thing at the right time. One of the fundamentals that I live and sell by is that statements tend to end conversations while questions tend to start them. So would you rather try to start a conversation by making a statement, kind of throwing darts at a board, kind of playing blindfolded, pin the tail on the donkey? Like, what are you trying to do here? Or are you wanting to ask provocative questions? Provocative questions that will start a good conversation. Even better, would you rather start it or would you like to start a conversation about your prospect's problem in the context of the way you solve that problem? That's what good prospecting leads to. That is a conversation in your wheelhouse that you know how to do something with. It's exactly what you want to create. And that's exactly what I'm going to show you how to do today. The format is alarmingly simple. I want you to pull out a pen and a piece of paper, and I want you to leave some space between the three, but I want you to write down your three biggest differentiators between you and your biggest competitor. And I also want you to include the status quo as a big competitor. Maybe you've got two or three, um, but the status quo should definitely be one of them. How is this problem most likely being solved when you're not the one helping to solve it? And how do you have a differentiated means of solving it. If you're in a situation where you really don't have tremendous differentiation, then you are the differentiator and think in those terms and that'll help you a little bit. But three differentiation points. And for each of those three differentiation points, what are questions that you would ask or you could ask that would start a conversation about the value of your differentiator? This is simple math, and that's nine questions right there. If you can come up with four questions for each one of your three differentiators, or maybe you have four differentiators, that's a luxury if you do. You've got so much to talk about there. The, the math is three times four, that's 12. It's five questions for five differentiators. That's 25 questions. That's quite a menu. And then when you think that, hey, I only need 12 to 15 outreach messages, and I've got a menu of 25 to choose from, Man, that sounds like freedom with your selling. That sounds like you can take these talk tracks, you can use them the way that you want to use them, and you'll never get bored. That's freewheeling. That's a lot of fun. You can do some damage, some really good selling work when you use that kind of a menu. That's how you create it. Look, you know how to prospect. I know you know how to prospect, but something still gets in your way. 
As a matter of fact, I've identified eight reasons that you and your team are not creating more sales opportunities. I put them together as a white paper to serve as a companion of this season of the Rethink the Way You Sell podcast. Go to jeffbajorek.com forward slash eight reasons to download your copy and the self-assessment that is included in that white paper so you know where you can make maximal impact right away to improve your prospecting results. Now back to the show. So we've got these power questions. We've got these emotionally provocative questions that we can ask about your prospect's problems that relate to the differentiated means in which you solve them. That is a golden conversation. So we'll use me as an example. And I believe that belief is the cornerstone of sales execution. I believe that most salespeople know what they need to do. They don't trust themselves to do it in a way that's comfortable for them. And that lack of integrity rubs them the wrong way. So belief is the cornerstone of execution, but belief is rooted in that integrity. And when you have the integrity, you believe. When you believe, you execute. When you execute well, that reaffirms your integrity and it creates this virtuous cycle. But belief is where that really has to start. That is where, that's, that's the linchpin right there. So I'll call a, a VP of sales and I'll say, Mr. VP of sales, I work with a lot of companies like you and yours. And when they see that their sales team is underperforming, they tend to bring in a sales trainer who teaches them skills that they can practice and hopefully they'll be more confident and that will increase their belief. Have you ever considered just working intently on belief itself? Have you ever considered that the training you're bringing them is actually what is causing the lack of belief? That's a strong question. That's very provocative. It's also very counterintuitive. The likelihood that I get a response is high, not just because it's a great question, but also because when they see it's coming from me, they look me up, they see what I stand for, they see the work I do, they see the kind of things I talk about and the way I make people think. It's all in line with my brand. It's all in line with my style. And I have a high probability of that question being answered and I have a high, prob high probability rather of getting a meeting. Really, really powerful. So what is that for you? What are those things that you bring to the table that are differentiated, that are provocative? You have them. If you don't, then you're missing them. They're probably right in front of you. Quite frankly, I help people with that. That is how I help sales teams. And if this is something that you would like to work through, then, you know, look, you know how to get a hold of me. I tell you at the end of just about every episode. So this is the way that you build this menu. And if you build a big enough menu, then all of a sudden the cadence issue is a non-issue. Now you have the opportunity to scale it. You have the opportunity to increase it. Instead of calling 100 people or working on 100 prospects at the same time, you can work on 200. You can work on 250. You can work on whatever your time allows you to. What happens here? Freedom. I know I talked about this just a couple of minutes ago, but you have freedom within your sales process now. You don't feel bound up. You don't feel restricted. You start to have fun. You get creative. This is really, really powerful. And it starts with a simple exercise that you're probably not doing. 
You can do it in 30 to 60 minutes by yourself. You can do it in a team meeting for an hour. Imagine the conversations. Imagine the creativity that flows from an exercise like this. Really, really strong. So I want to know what you think. I really do. I get sideways glances when I tell people to prospect with questions, to ask questions that you don't anticipate getting answers to. But when you ask good questions that are worth answering and they go unanswered, that creates tension in and of itself. This is such a great framework for building pipeline around a consultative sale where you're trying to change the eye level of your prospects. This is what I did in the field. This is what I do today. I know this conceptually works because I'm proof. And if you want to talk more about it, shoot me a note, jb at jeffbajorek.com. I've also put together a worksheet uh, for you. It's just a simple two-page PDF. You can print the whole thing out and you've got everything that you need. And you know, it's not that a, a pen and a blank piece of paper won't work, but if you want something fancy, you can go to my website and get it. That, will, uh, that link will be in the show notes and uh, you can get all my resources there. So um, thank you again for spending the last 12 minutes or so with me. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. This season is coming to an end very, very soon. Uh, I've loved discussing prospecting with you over the last uh, couple of months here. It's been a blast and uh, these frameworks are fun and they work. So uh, really looking forward to the next episode. I'll talk to you again in a couple of days. Rethink the Way You Sell is a Pot About It production. It's mixed and edited by Doug Branson with music by Blue Dot Sessions and Doug Branson. This podcast is masterminded by Jeff Bajoric.